0: Welcome to the pain-free zone. Your host, Nisi Edwards, is founder of the Vibro Patient Education and Support Organization, and she's here to offer help and hope to the millions of individuals who suffer from chronic pain. Now, here's Nisi Edwards. Hi everyone. I am your host, Nisi Edwards. Welcome to today's show, The Pain-Free Zone. We're talking about battlefield of the mind and managing your emotions and chronic pain. And I wanted to talk about this because when you have a chronic illness, you can't control the ebbs and the flows of your illness. There are some days that, you know, you wake up, you feel great. You you know you get up, you shower, you get on your merry way, and then what happens? You start feeling poorly, and you may this particular day maybe have to take the day off to work, or you go on into work and try to carry on anyway, even though you are not feeling well. So these ebbs and flows we have no control over, and it made me to start thinking about okay those emotions that are tied to our chronic illness. I remember when I was first diagnosed with um, chronic pain syndrome and fibromyalgia, and this goes back to 2014. What I really had a hard time with was the battlefield of my mind. Chronic pain was real. I hurt 24-7. And at that time, seemingly, it appeared that no matter what I did, was helping my condition. The mess was not working. Nothing was working. And it made me very depressed. And again, here I am battling in my mind. And I even had days where I was blaming myself, such as, okay, what did I do to deserve this? Uh, how could uh, I have lived my life differently to avoid this pain? I mean, all those things. And I started thinking about, Proverbs twenty three and seven, when the King James version the Bible states, "As a man thinking in his heart, so is he." And then it made me think, well, wait a minute, my my thoughts, my actions, they're having these are happening to me because of direct results of my my thoughts, and and by that I mean is, I started saying very negative things to myself, such as oh my goodness, I'm, I'm never going to get better. I'm going to always be in chronic pain. Some of the other things that I started saying to myself was, okay, how am I going to function on a job? Who's going to hire me? How am I going to be able to keep a job? All those things. And I'm sure many of you can relate to that. And that's why I say it's the battlefield of the mind. Managing your emotions and chronic pain. And that's a real struggle for many people, how to manage all that. Because if it hasn't happened to you yet, the mind is the battlefield. And if you think it's not the battlefield, keep living and going on this journey and you're going to hit it smack dead. And that's where the rubber really meets the road. Because see, my friends, when you go to the doctor and you start talking to them and sharing with them that you have a chronic illness, chronic pain, whatever it may be, many of them, sometimes this is where they start. They'll say, okay, what is your stress like? And you'll tell them, oh, yeah, I I have some stress or I may not have no stress. Okay. They may then tell you, you may need to see a therapist. They may not tell you, you need to see a therapist. Some of them may tell you, okay, here, take this script here and you'll be fine. And I'm very serious about that because that's what happened to me. So back in, I think it was at the time, uh, 2015, the pain had gotten progressively worse. And I had a second opinion with a pain uh, management specialist. And this was my first time ever treating with this woman. And she examined me and she says, yes, yes, yes. You know, you're in a lot of chronic pain. And I said to her, so what do you recommend? How can you help me? And the first thing was she didn't mention anything about stress. She didn't even recommend that I see a therapist to learn how to cope with the pain. She said none of those things. What do you suppose she said? I'll tell you. She says, okay, well, you know, I can give you um, these drugs, opioids. That's going to help with your chronic pain. And I said, nope, no, no, no. I don't want... um any opioids she mentioned drugs such as oxycontin and i says no i don't want that and uh, she started mentioning other drugs for chronic pain and i says no don't want them either and i said listen i want something holistic i don't want something that's going to make me feel drugged up where i cannot function i need something that's going to be easier on my body definitely easier on my mind because I've got to focus I've got to cope you know I still have to live my life she became very exasperated with me and these were her exact words and it's seared in my memory she says Nisi you need to learn how to embrace the use of opioids and um, she says that's the only way you're going to get help with this chronic pain and I says nope I totally agree with you. And she said it again. You need to learn how to embrace the use of chronic pain. I mean, the use of opioids. And I knew then that she was not the doctor for me, although we're not talking today about uh, opioid addiction. But this still, in a way, ties into it because it's a battlefield of the mind, because that's where we are at in this country. Um, America, they state, I was reading this in the Life Extension uh, magazine, and you can check it out. It's in the January-February edition this year, 2018. And it talks about the government-driven opioid epidemic. Uh, and it states that America has been trapped in a losing drug war for decades, despite having spent over $1 trillion combating it. And then it talks about how did we get here. And it talks about how the seeds of the opioid crisis, how they were sown by the FDA collusion within the pharmaceutical industry. So I'm going to stop there for a moment because this show is not about getting into that. We're going to cover that on another show. But the battle of the mind, when she said to me about opioid abuse, I told her, um, no, when she said to me about using opioids, I says, no, I refuse to do so. And she became very exasperated with me. In fact, very, very, very angry. I remember her raising her voice at me because she was insistent that this is the only way you can manage your pain. And many of you may be in that situation today. I have friends whom feel that they cannot manage day to day unless they have opioids. This is a battle that they're dealing with in their mind, and they didn't get there by themselves. These are Uh, law-abiding citizens, people who had never had an addiction to any drug, let alone alcohol, never used any type of illicit substances, they found themselves in severe pain, just like I was, and they intersected with a doctor who started them on that way, and so for me, I knew that that was not going to be an option for many people, they're not there yet, because when you are in tremendous pain let's say that you have um, cancer for instance and that's a topic that's near and dear to my heart I remember this goes back to the 80s and this is where I first got involved with health advocacy my father Lee he I was diagnosed with uh, lung cancer and um, it had metastasized not from his lungs to his eyes and he eventually lost the vision um in his right eye the pain was so severe he was uh, on chemotherapy as well as radiation therapy and anyone that knows about those two protocols for those two drugs know just how toxic it can be to the system and in the case of my dad with the radiation therapy, it just literally just burnt him. You couldn't even touch him. I mean, even having a sheet touch his body, he was just in so, so, so much pain. And during those days, you know, you didn't hear about uh, mindfulness or, or or, you know, dealing with different things to manage pain. Uh, and with my my dad's situation, the pain was just increasingly worse. And, I mean, he truly, truly suffered. Uh, my dad, if you can imagine, he was more than six feet tall. He weighed 250 pounds. He was a tall, stocky man. But when the cancer affected him with uh, the lung cancer, my dad, he basically just willed away. Uh, in fact, uh, when he was diagnosed with the lung cancer, how it all started was he had a persistent cough that wouldn't leave. The doctors kept saying that it was um, bronchitis. And uh, I insisted to my dad and my mom that he needed to get a second opinion. And when he got a second opinion, they said that it was, in fact, lung cancer. And uh, I feel that since he was misdiagnosed, that that was a, a, a bigger problem. And so the cancer at that point had metastasized and they tried to do surgery to see if they can remove it. And when they opened him up, they said there was no hope for him. And they had given him less than three months to live. Uh, he actually lived for three years. Praise God for that. But his quality of life during those three years was, was very, very poor. I was happy to have my dad as long as I could. But it was a rough three years for him. And that pain, that chronic illness was just really, really, really bad, really bad. And I say that to you because depending upon where you are, your journey with your chronic illness, you may be someone dealing with a great deal of, of chronic pain, a great deal of chronic pain. Your illness, you may feel is spiraling out of control and you're grasping for help to manage all of this. And it's not easy. I've been there. And that's why I say it's the battlefield of the mind, managing your emotions and your chronic pain. I don't know of anyone who wakes up in the morning stating that they want to be sick. I don't know of anyone that wakes up in the morning stating that they desire. Excuse me, I'm dealing with a slight cold, that they desire to have a chronic illness, let alone chronic pain, any disease of that matter. And so that's where we find ourselves. And is a battle because my father, um, I can remember him crying out frequently, asking God to have mercy on him. He was just in so much pain. No matter what meds they prescribe, nothing seemed to help him. He had difficulty holding down food. He had difficulty with the chemotherapy, the nausea, the vomiting, um, Everything. So, it was a battle of the mind. It's not only a, a battle filled of the mind for the patient. It's also a battlefield of the mind for the family members and the caregivers because we have our own battles. Watching my father suffer like that, I tell you that was such an intense battle to see my father suffer in such great chronic pain and not being able to help him. Wanting to do more to ease his pain. And not being able to ease that pain. And that's where our story takes us in today's topic about the battlefield of the mind. And managing your emotions and chronic pain. My dad had the, the, the intense chronic pain due to his cancer. But I had emotional pain. My mom had emotional pain. Because we were at wit's ends. Not knowing what else could we do so we suffered along with him, not to the degree that he did, but just, you know, the sense of doing everything you can to throw at it to help your loved one battle it and trying to find the right doctor that has the right protocols and different tools. And their doctor to kick that can help your loved one uh, battle this pain. Um, that's not easy, but that's what we dealt with. So uh, this is Nisi Edwards. We're getting ready to take a break and we'll be right back. And you're listening to the pain free zone. Welcome back to the pain free zone. Here's Nisi Edwards. Welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Nisi Edwards. And today we are talking about the battlefield of the mind, managing your emotions and chronic pain. And so, where we left off was, I shared with you all briefly the story of my father Lee, who um, battled cancer, lung cancer, and um, his journey. And I was sharing all that with you all to illustrate for you that it is a battlefield of the mind when you're dealing with a chronic illness no matter what that chronic illness is. It's a battle, especially when, you know, you're doing all you know to do to manage it, but seemingly nothing you're doing seems to be working. Now, when I was dealing with my fibromyalgia in the beginning, going back to 2014 and 2015, I shared with you all about the pain management specialist that I received um, a second opinion with, who told me that I need to learn how to embrace the use of opioids. And that made me very angry and I no longer treated with her. And from there, I looked high and low for a program that can help me. I wanted a holistic program that was going to teach me some tools how to manage chronic pain. And I found such a place. And there's probably several that's similar to this. But I'm going to um, you may want to grab a notebook and a piece of paper. Definitely listen to the replay if you don't get everything that I'm going to share with you. But two things. One, there are programs out there that can help you battle not only the chronic pain to manage it, but also you, your mind, how you react to the pain. And I found such a program. One of the programs that I found was in um, North, not Northbrook, but uh, Oakbrook, Illinois. It's at um, Mary and Joy. So Mary and Joy, I want to share with you all about them and the fine work that they're doing there. They have a program, dear stories, People with uh, a Chronic Illness, uh, mainly pain. And they're going to teach you how to manage it holistically. And if you're someone that's like me, that wants some assistance managing your chronic illness, in this case, a a chronic pain disorder, but you do not want to be prescribed all of these opioids to manage it. You definitely want to check them out. Um, They're doing some phenomenal work in this space. And the reason why I'm mentioning them is no, I I don't get paid (laughs) by them. I'm just sharing them their name with you because this is the topic, because their program actually taught me a lot about myself, the woman that I am today. And one thing that you're going to learn when it deals with the battlefield of the mind is that you've got to learn how to manage your emotions. You have to learn how to quiet down your mind, because think about it. You have so many thoughts racing through your mind about the pain. And you're trying to manage all that. And then you can't think. Then you become overwhelmed. Then you become stressed out. And Mary and Joy, uh, along with, uh, as well as the Mayo Clinic, because the Mayo Clinic um, has a chronic pain program too, as well as a fibromyalgia program, by the way. So you may definitely want to check out those two, the Mayo Clinic, the one that I'm recommending because that's the one where I visited, was in Rochester, Minnesota, and then Mary and Joy is in Oak Brook, Illinois. Uh, one thing that you're going to learn quickly with both of these programs is that they teach you how to focus. And the first thing they taught us at Mary and Joy was to better understand your pain. A lot of it comes down to acceptance. And when I say acceptance, um, I don't want you to overreact and feel like I'm saying acceptance, meaning, okay, This is it. There's no recourse. This is what the doctor says. No, that's not what I mean. I'm speaking of specifically. Okay, you receive your diagnosis, good, bad or indifferent. You may not like it. Don't give up. It's not the end of the world. Okay, they told you that this is the diagnosis. Then what you need to do is learn as much as you can about your disease. Learn what you need to do to manage it. And to maintain or um, enhance your quality of life. So in other words, instead of running away from it and fighting it, learn how to within yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally say to yourself gently that, okay, this is the diagnosis that I have been given. I'm going to learn everything that I possibly can about it, how to manage it and how to treat it. And I am going to be okay. Notice my tone when I says I am going to be okay. I'm shifting those negative emotions that normally you would just totally freak out and say, Oh my God, I've been diagnosed with this and I don't know what I'm going to do. No, no, no. I don't want you going there. That's one of the fact, the worst things that you can do because all that's doing is Um, stressing you out more. You don't want to do that. You want to learn how to calm your mind, learn how to process those thoughts. So at Mary and Joy, one of the things that we would do every morning with their program is very intense, is that you would go in and you work in groups. So maybe the first hour or so, you're in a group with other people who have a, a, a chronic pain disorder, it may not be the same as yours because you can have any type of chronic illness that resorts to pain. And you're in a, a meeting room with other people. You know, you may not have the same diagnosis, but you're there for the same reason. You're there to learn how to manage and cope and enhance your quality of life. And uh, you learn how not to cat- catastrophize your pain, meaning <clears throat> add on way more to it than what it really is. You learn how to deal with you right where you are. And it was a very supportive network. So in that battlefield of the mind that I mentioned to you, what this show was all about, managing your emotions and chronic pain, there are a lot of group sessions that actually help you learn how to do this. And one thing that helped me the most was to refrain from bottling up all my emotions internally because that wasn't helping me. And when you model everything up what's inside of you and you don't share that with others, how you're feeling and you don't talk it out, that doesn't help because that stays inside of you. That raises your blood pressure, your, your, your stress level, the flight or flight syndrome. I mean, your body goes through so much and then your mind processes everything. And that's how it responds accordingly. And so what really helped me on this battlefield was to step back and do the work, doing the work. I'm going to tell you, it wasn't easy because I had a whole lot of emotions tied into my pain. And that's one of the things that I don't hear much about. You know, I've been hearing so much about opioid abuse and how we got here. But one of the conversations we also need to be having is, okay, now that we are here or In addition to before you even get here, what are some things you can do to prevent from getting to this stage? What are some things you can do to help level down that pain? Because remember, I said it is a battlefield of the mind. And one of the things that I was introduced to was energy medicine Um, at and Joy, energy medicine and It and as well as um, Feldenkrais, which is a type of body movement. So all these different modalities that they teach you, I mean, they teach you way more than what I just named, but they teach you different ways to manage your pain. And one of the things that stood out for me was my emotions. You have to learn how to quiet your mind. That's easier said than done. Because I had a hard time with that because my mind was racing. I had all these things going on in my head and I had to learn how to just be still, learn to meditate, doing a lot of meditation and prayer just to just calm me down. Because, see, I learned for me that when I'm overly excited or anxious or just emotionally spent, I can't hear anything. Uh, I'm just it's just like I'm just out there in the planet all by myself, just overwhelmed with all this pain, overwhelmed with all these emotions that they I thank them to this day for teaching me how to quiet my mind. Because once I learned how to quiet my mind, guess what I noticed? My pain levels begin to decrease. First, I thought this can't be, you know, but then I tried it again. And I started noticing over a period of time that the more I start learning how to calm myself down, I started feeling better. Am I saying that, you know, this is the key to, to um, not having a, a chronic pain? No, because everyone's body is different. But what I am sharing with you is different modalities, different things that you can do. To learn how to manage your emotions to reduce your chronic pain and never be afraid to explore other options for you. That's vitally important. In addition to that, um, <clears throat> I've also learned uh, a lot about Tai Chi, those slow, gentle movements. You know, uh, Saint Lee with Mary and Joy, the breath, your breathing. You learn how to focus in on your breath and control your breathing. And I'm telling you, that did help, help me. Am I saying that it stopped my pain? Totally. No, but this was a work in progress. And I was headed in the right direction. And I want those of you that's listening to the show, I want you to take some time out starting today. When you feel yourself anxious and worried, and stressed out about whatever it is that you're dealing with, I want you to just take some time out, step away from the situation, quiet your mind. Try to just focus, calm down, try to do some deep, heavy breathing. Some people may be saying, oh, Nisi, that's hard for me to calm myself down. I can't do that. Yes, you can. I've been in your shoes. I used to be the same way. But I'm telling you that you have to start somewhere. So trust me on this. I want you to start trying this just to take some time out for you to just focus on your breath, calming yourself down. And I also want you to be mindful of the things that you are saying to yourself about yourself, because that's where the battle starts in your mind where we're approaching another break. And um, I want you to stay tuned because we're going to be right back. We're going to be exploring some more about. The battlefield of the mind, managing your emotions as well as the chronic pain. So, we're going on a break. Thank you. You're listening to the pain free zone on talkzone.com. Here's your host, Nisi Edwards. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Nisi Edwards, and today we're talking about the battlefield of the mind, managing your emotions, and chronic pain. So I'm going to share with you a few methods on how to do that. Number one, I want you to start challenging your negative thoughts. Now, it's very natural to have anger, to feel frustration and uncertainty, but you know what? I have found from personal experience that when we have a lot of negative thoughts, they don't provide a solution. Um, in fact, for me, I don't know about for you, but the more negative thoughts that I had, the more it seemingly anticipated my pain. So I gave you the example of um, Mary and Joy. So one of the things that they taught us was to question yourself about, okay, you have these negative thoughts. Is this thought true? Okay, so for example, if uh, my thought is oh my goodness, I have this fibromyalgia, this chronic pain, my life is over. Is that thought true? No, that thought is not true. It's just simply a thought. So you have to work on challenging those negative thoughts. Maybe you're someone um, with breast cancer who feels that, okay, I have breast cancer. Who's going to love me again? Challenge that thought no matter what it is. Cancer, chronic pain syndrome, diabetes. I mean, they're um, sickle cell anemia. I mean, whatever it is, arthritis, no matter what it is, I want you to start challenging your negative thoughts. And when you start challenging those negative thoughts, okay, I want you to notice what your pain level does. Does it increase? Does it decrease? Okay. Um. Number number two, I want you to separate yourself from those um, damaging ideas. For example, um, you may be saying to yourself, "Okay, I'm never going to improve." All right, that was an idea that came to your mind. Don't give it any power. You got to separate yourself from it. Don't even go there. Uh, that's my, my best thing to say. Don't even go there. Don't even entertain that thought, because once you go there and you entertain that thought, then other negative thoughts start coming in to play. And we know one thing about negativity and words. Words have the power to lift you up or tear you down. And if you don't think that's the case, think about that. Think about how many times. When you were a child or someone that you know was a child, and someone may have said negative thoughts to you, okay, and how did that make you feel and To this day and time, fifty, sixty, forty years later, you still remember those things that they said, so that battlefield of the mind I dealt with that firsthand because when I was diagnosed going back to twenty fourteen with fibromyalgia, and that pain was so intense at the time I didn't know that it was fibromyalgia. I was working at that time. I knew the pain was intense, but I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I had a lot of thoughts and I had a lot of battles in my mind that I had to play out. And at times it seems like it was the, the thrill in Manila. If you can remember going back to the boxing days um, with Muhammad Ali and oh my goodness, that's what it seemed like. That. You know, I was in this intense battle and I truly was and I was saying all types of negative things to myself. And it truly was a battle because I'm working in corporate America at a a job. I'm working in management and I have all this intense pain and I'm working all these long hours. And seemingly, no matter how many hours I work, my performance is still not up to par. I'm not viewed as someone anymore who can get the job done. I'm no longer being viewed as someone who is capable. Um, I felt very lonely. I felt very isolated. It seemed as though people had turned their backs on me. And I remember having a manager tell me that my coworkers, my colleagues, earned brownie points, but I didn't. And that was very humiliating. It really hurt my feelings. And it just exacerbate the battle that was going on in my mind in terms of the negative things that I was saying about myself. And then I had to catch myself because, you know, I allowed this person's negative words to tear me down. And one day I said, you know, Nisi, I'm better than this. I'm bigger than this. And uh, number one, what he's saying about me is not true. Remember what I just said about challenging those thoughts? I had to ch- challenge those thoughts and I want you to start challenging those thoughts because no matter the things that people say about you, they can say whatever they want to say about you. Yes, it may hurt, but that does not mean that that's who you are. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I knew that I was ill, but at the same time, I knew that when he would say things such as I didn't earn brownie points and my coworkers were far uh, superior than I. I knew that wasn't the case. You, you've got to believe that about yourself. You have to know your worth. You have to know your value. And most importantly, you have to know that you do matter. So challenge those negative thoughts. Separate yourself from those damaging ideas. He was trying to plant a seed that basically that I was all washed up. And I knew better than that. And, yes, I had moments where I wondered, okay, what am I going to do? What job am I going to get? How am I going to function? How am I going to help provide for my family? All those things. That truly was a battlefield of the mind. I had to learn how to manage those emotions and that pain. And the pain I noticed, the more I worried and got stressed out the more the pain intensified, intensified. And um, I found a therapist. Uh, it took me uh, about two to three times to find the right one for me. Someone that I can just talk it out. And the one thing that I learned about myself is that I was dealing with a lot of emotions about a sense of loss. So about a battlefield of mind managing your emotions and chronic pain for me and for many of you it could be dealing with um, a sense of loss so think about it from this perspective when you have a chronic illness i don't care what it is there's a sense of loss it could be the sense of loss as to the career you once used to have you no longer are that person you are no longer that person in management um Whether you male or female, no matter what it is, you may be someone that had to step away from your career like I did. So that's a sense of loss. That's a battle just going on in your mind, because sometimes people tend to identify whom they are based upon their job title and their role. The other sense of loss could be the loss of friends, friendship, for example, Maybe you were a go-getter. Maybe you were someone who was always on the go. You were the life of the party. And now you have this chronic illness and all the things that you used to do, you can't do anymore or not at that level or at that frequency. Okay? And you feel a sense of loss because the people that you used to hang out with, where are they? You don't hear from them anymore. And I'm going to tell you, if you have an invisible disease, uh, is is even more harder. So an invisible disease. If you're not familiar with that term, is if you see someone um, in a handicapped parking space and they're in a crutch or a wheelchair or whatever, you'll look at that person and say, okay, that person is disabled. But think about people that you see every day from all walks of life. They could have a a, a chronic illness, but they look the picture of health. But they may not be just because someone has. Um, uh, cancer uh, you may not be able to tell it depending upon how how they look now with my dad you know he was a big robust man when he got really really ill you can look at him and tell yes there was something wrong with him but I'm just speaking of all the various invisible diseases out there such as fibromyalgia you can't look at someone and say you have fibromyalgia you can't look at someone and say oh you have chronic pain regional syndrome none of those things but That sense of loss that you're dealing with when people who used to hang with you and call upon you to check on you, all of a sudden it's crickets. Nobody's calling you anymore. It seems that people have turned their back on you. They don't understand you. Think about family members and friends. They're so used to you working, providing, and no matter what it is, and you know, you're the one that's seeing about all the family members, the holidays come and go. You're planning things for the family. You know, you were the one that was the glue that kept everything together. Um, many of them you don't hear from anymore. You know, all they know is you look fine or you may not look fine. They just may not be willing to accept the new you. All they know is you've changed. You're still the same person. It's just that you're dealing and having some challenges. And my friend, this is the battlefield of the mind. These are the things that when you have a chronic illness that you deal with. And that sense of loss for me was great. Uh, Not only did I lose my job, but uh, I also lost many of the people that I thought was my friends. And I've since come today to realize that, you know what? Those people were not my friends. They never were. Those were just people that I just hung with at work who um, I thought were there for me, who really cared, they did not care. Again, that sense of loss. Another big sense of loss is your income. You know, it's so many different things that you have to contend with, that you have to deal with that. Um, other people who don't have a chronic illness or who are dealing with any of these things may be clueless of. They may say they understand uh, if they're a caregiver from someone, Certain things they understand, but they may not truly understand it until they walk a day in your shoes. Then they're going to know what it's truly like. But that sense of loss that I was dealing with, it was very painful. And at times it still is painful. But I've had to learn how to adjust because, you know, that feeling of loss, what comes along with that is depression. And that's painful. Is you know, it's an emotional pain. It's also... um a spiritual pain, you know, just a great sense of discontentment. And um, I had all these emotions that was raging inside of me. And one of the biggest emotions that I had to deal with was anger. I had anger with um, a lot of people. And that was one of the biggest battles in my mind. I had a lot of anger because I felt that a lot of people had turned their back on me. A lot of people were not there for me. No, A lot of people didn't show love for me or support, whereas I was the one that if you were ill or sick or whatever, you needed someone to prepare a meal for you. You didn't have to ask. I would do it. If you need an encouraging word, I was that gal. I was there looking. I would be the one sending an encouraging note, calling you up to say, hey, how are you doing today? Didn't want anything. Just wanted to check on you to let you know I'm here for you. I'm praying for you. If you need anything, let me know. That anger, because... No one did that for me. It was almost as if when I developed this illness, it seems like many doors had been shut. It seems like no one really wanted to be bothered with me anymore. I felt that um, I was the poster child as to, you know, uh to avoid. It's like people just didn't wanna come to grips with the fact that, hey, something and my life had changed. And um, I just felt that I was just being beat up, you know, emotionally. And that's where the anger stemmed from. Because I did not have an outlet to process all, the, process all of my emotions. And this battle was raging within me. And I knew that I needed to get some help. Because if I didn't get some help, I knew that um, potentially... It would uh, develop into some um, destructive tendencies um, that I did not want to develop. I was never a violent person and I didn't want to become violent. But when you have a battle going on inside and you have a lot of rage, you have to learn how to channel those emotions. And it's a battle. So, friends, we're getting ready to go to another break and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Pain Free Zone. Let's get back to the pain-free zone. Here's Nisi Edwards. Welcome back, everyone. This is Nisi Edwards. You're listening to the pain-free zone. So on today's show, we're talking about the battlefield of the mind, managing your emotions and chronic pain. We left off with me uh, sharing with you uh, the battle that I was dealing with, that I was warring with, and the battle was with inside of me. And many of you may be able to relate to this. And so... What helped me and what I feel will really help you is um, connecting, number one, with other um, people with chronic illnesses, maybe similar to yours. Join a su- support group. Um, pain, whether it's emotional, physical, or spiritual, pain is incredibly isolating. Um, it, it really is. I have found that by connecting with other people, you know can make you feel better um, but when I say connecting with other people I don't want you to connecting with other people who are going to bring you down other people who are not going to speak hope other people who are very very negative you, you don't you don't you don't want that you can be miserable all by yourself if you're going to join a support group and connect with other people dealing with what you're dealing with join a group where you can talk about what you're dealing with but they provide you hope. They provide you with ways to manage it. The one thing you don't want to do is just get into one of these groups where everybody in that group is negative because all that's going to do is make you feel far more worse. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, also, you know, I had to um, get back to the basics. Uh, I had to get back to figuring out, OK, whom I was. I'm still the same person, right? But I just have some challenges. So I had to figure out for me, in spite of these challenges, how am I going to move forward in life? And that's what you have to think about. How are you going to move forward in life? So that meant, let's say, on the career side, maybe um, there are certain jobs that you are a really good fit for that you would love to do. But they're not going to be good for you because it may be very stressful. Uh, they may be toxic vampires where they're going to treat you really bad on the job. All those things. It's a matter of, you know, finding, uh, a job that not only can you succeed at, but one where you not going to, um, make your health situation worse. It may be you, um, Creating your own job, your own opportunity, your own businesses. Find out what makes your heart sing. And I'm going to tell you what the turning point was for me one day with this battlefield. It was being out in nature. So picture this. You're going into the forest preserve in this nature. And it's peaceful and it's quiet and it's beautiful. And I have learned and experienced that when I'm out in nature, the battle doesn't exist I can turn it off. I'm totally relaxed. And then I started taking my camera with me and snapping photographs. And I was, you know, snap photographs of anything that was interesting to me that captivated my attention. And then I began to put, you know, come home and put little captions on them and upload them to my Instagram channel or other um private channels. Uh, And just would look and marvel at those pictures. And then something in me I felt shifted. And that was what made my heart sing was, you know, hey, I'm really good at this. And guess what? The battle slowly in the mind began to leave. So figure out what makes your heart sing. I want you to channel those negative thoughts, that battle that's going on with inside You, that's both mentally and physically taxing. I want you to just engage into some creative media. So um, I mentioned to you about the forest preserves. You know, I even started getting involved with painting. But what also helped me the most was journaling. Because when you journal, you're getting all that out, all that raw emotion out, which is what you want. Please give it some thought. You may have started journaling. Maybe you feel it didn't work for you. You know what? I encourage you to keep at it. These are just some creative outlets to help you to battle the mind. And most importantly, my friends, I want you to really practice self-compassion. Because you know what? We don't need other people to judge us. Because you know what? We do a fine job at... um, self-judging ourselves, you know, a lot of times we're not very kind to ourselves, are we? So I want you to practice loving on yourself. I want you to practice compassion towards yourself. You know, sure, your life may have changed, but you know what? Hey, keep on living. Keep on being hopeful. Keep your spirits up. You know, I want you to practice saying positive things to yourself, such as, that you love yourself, if you express those feelings, those emotions, if you are writing, as I mentioned, I really feel that you're going to start feeling better, you know, because those angry actions that I was experiencing, um, once I start putting them on paper by journaling, but most importantly, once I started um, going out into nature, experiencing nature and photography, it really changed the battle that was going on in my mind. In fact, I actually learned how to tap down those negative thoughts. And once I started doing that, that's when I noticed the greatest shift. That's when I started feeling better about me. Um, I was more patient with myself. I was more loving to myself, even in the toughest times, I no longer allowed other people's thoughts about me, the words that they would say, bring me down. I stopped doing that. Um, I stopped allowing that. Uh, I also started learning about um, energy medicine. You can go on YouTube and Donna Eaton has, I think, a five minute uh, energy, uh, eating energy exercise you can do. I mean, there's just so many different things you can do out there to battle the mind, to calm it down. Uh, and, uh, you know, Cindy Perlin filled in for me last week, and she introduced me to something. And it's all about, you know, there's energy psychologists out there that you can make uh, appointments with. Because when you're dealing with um, a chronic illness, and based upon my experience, a lot of times the key to Getting that under control is dealing with your emotions and they can help you with that. And uh, I'm telling you, once I learned how to process my emotions and get that in check, that's really when I felt that I really started living. That's really when I started seeing just how strong of a woman that I am. That's when I really started to experience freedom uh, and overcome a lot of challenges. So. That's our show for today. And I really hope that uh, you have enjoyed today's show. I want to hear from you. Um, Let me know your thoughts about the battlefield of the mind, what you're battling with and how I can assist you. So that's today's show. Battlefield of the mind, managing your emotions in chronic pain. Thank you for listening.